All right, everyone, this is it. This is it. Podcast episode number three of the Join the Journey podcast. Today, I'm going to interview a special guest as we talk about the importance of being your own advocate. This is a really important topic right now, given everything going on with the COVID-19 virus. I'm super excited to start this interview and hope that you all will join me as we go on this podcast journey together. All right, everyone. So today, before we get started with the interview, I want to provide you all with a little bit of information about who our special guest is. Today, we're going to be interviewing my friend, Alex. Alex is a kidney warrior and fellow youth needing organ tissue transplants teammate of mine. He and I have worked on a few Why Not projects in the past, but today he's on the program to talk about something else. Today, he and I are going to discuss the importance of being your own advocate during the transplant process and also being your own advocate during this current season of COVID we all find ourselves in. I'm really excited to have Alex on the program because I believe he will bring a unique perspective to the topic and hopefully you all can take something from our interview today and go out and be your own advocate and also encourage your family and friends to be their own best advocate for their health. I'm really excited to start this interview, so let's dive in. All right, Alex. So I'm super excited to have you on the program, man. I know that we'd had a few mishaps a couple of days ago on recording um, the joys of recording, you know, but we've worked through those and we're here now. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. I know that um, talking a little bit before you came on, you had discussed the importance of being your own advocate and kind of some of the things that you've had to do um, in the past and right now with COVID. And I know that you bring a very unique perspective to all of this, and I'm just really blessed and fortunate to have you on. So I don't want to take any more time away from you. So take it away, man. Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate you giving me a few minutes, Wills. Um, so I, I'll say this uh, to share my story. Um, I'm a one-time kidney transplant recipient, uh, lasted 13 years. And as an advocate, I think it, it's it, it's always from the very beginning of the diagnosis of the disease and any really specific uh, chronic condition. But specifically, I'll speak from my perspective as a kidney patient, the importance of being your own advocate and, and what that means and what you need to do with um, with with that, you know, with that responsibility of advocating for yourself and making sure that 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 you understand um understand what it means to to uh ask the right questions and to talk with you know talk with your care team um as you're kind of going through the uh, the uh, the process of understanding the disease and the diagnosis and kind of the medications you can be put, put on uh and it's important to to make sure you're in, in writing as an advocate for yourself, writing all the questions that you have for your team um, and, and be very, it's important to be very, um, to not accept no. You know, I, I think it's, it's important to know that like as patient advocates, we know our body, we know kind of where the pains might lie and things like that. So I think it's important to be and step up for yourself and talk with um your, you know, your, your care team as you're going through your, this process, um, and making sure that you just, you know, you get all your answers to your questions. Um, and it's important to make sure that you, um, are working on 
keeping that up with talking with your patient, talking with your care team. Um, and I think that, you know, advocacy also can start with, you know, um, talking to other peers, you know, talking to other people who have advocated, you know, for their disease and kind of, and, and have those conversations with people, you know, asking questions about kind of what they've done to kind of help get the answers they need to advocate for their, um, their, their particular disease or, you know, if it's medication re- related um, and it's important to, to have that kind of, you know, army of people, you know, you know, at your, at your disposal that you can kind of talk ideas with and kind of and keep that, keep those people kind of close at hand um, so that you can kind of, you know, bounce ideas off of people and have that sense of community as you advocate. Definitely. That's so true. appreciate you sharing that, sharing your story. And I knew a little bit about um, kind of that you received a, received a kidney mm-hmm. um, and kind of some of the things currently going on. And that's so true. You know, the importance of writing things down when you go to your to your appointments, um, you know, educating yourself. What You know, if you're on dialysis, you know, educating yourself about that. Um, or if, you know, if you have port access, you know, what does what does that look like? What what's the importance of, you know, closing it? You know, can you get in water? You know, all of these other things that um, you might not really think about to begin with. Exactly. Um, but things is, is, is situations change, mm-hmm. um, sometimes, unfortunately for the worst, or sure. you're going through with organ with organ failure, whatever it might look like, you know, you don't think of it from the outset, mm-hmm. but about 48 hours later, you kind of sit down and you're like, Oh, wait a second. I, I probably need to know a little bit more about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, um, yeah, definitely. yeah, that's, that's really awesome, man. I appreciate you filling me in on all that. So Tell me a little bit about what it's looked like for you being an advocate um, for your own health. I know that you said that you had received a kidney before and that had lasted you, I believe you said 13 years. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. My kidney lasted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where are you at now with that? Sure. So my kidney lasted for 13 years. Uh, and then this past summer in July, it went into rejection. Uh, and so I am back on dialysis currently. Um, and even, you know, as a patient, as a transplant patient, and I'm back on dialysis, I'm always advocating for myself and always kind of talking with my team and, and making sure that I'm taking, you know, the right precautions, taking the right precautions to make sure that there is, um, you know, uh, that during this time of COVID and stuff that it's important to, to kind of mask up socially distance, um, during during this time when I go to see my doctors um, for for lab appointments and things of that nature, um, so currently I'm I'm on peritoneal dialysis, uh, which is a form of dialysis where you get um, the fluid, a dialysate fluid, kind of put into your abdomen, and it helps to kind of clean up the toxins of your body, um, and and then in turn. Once you keep that that dialysate fluid into your stomach for for a period of time of three to four hours, sometimes as long as six, in your belly throughout the course of a day, you keep it there. It and then you drain it manually um, with a you know there's a there's a drain bag and it manually drains out you know uh, and then you kind of do that repeat that same cycle uh, four times a day. And that's doing a manual peritoneal dialysis cycler cycle, not using the actual cycler, which is when you can do it at night and it does it all automatically on a machine 
Um, but so that's kind of what I'm doing as an advocate right now. I'm doing peritoneal dialysis and working um, full time for a kidney disease pro for a kidney health management company um, based in Silicon Valley uh, called Cricket Health. And I'm working with them advocating for patients uh, and helping patients who are in, who are in early kidney disease uh, states uh, help them understand a more preventative measure on helping to advocate for their disease and understanding the earlier stages of what it means to be in kidney failure and kind of knowing kind of, you know, knowing that they, with our program, that they can kind of um, work and have a care team, you know, a social worker, a nurse practitioner, a mentor, uh, an actual mentor, a patient who's going through the same thing, and then like a pharmacist um, as well and a dietitian. So all those, that group of team, that clinical team is able to work with these patients and help them to kind of see the earlier stages of the kidney disease that may have, um, that may have come about from conversations they had had with their nephrologist locally uh, from where they, where they, from where they're from. And the program is um, uh, web-based and telephonically based. So they're able to call in and reach out to this team of people and ask questions in between their doctor's appointments so that, you know, they might see Dr. Smith, their local nephrologist, um, you know, in person or over or telemedicine. But it's, if they can't reach them, we cricket health is a way to kind of be available for these patients in the earlier stages and be available in between. They can't, if they can't reach their, their care team in person. So it's kind of like having a backup, um, but it's been really beneficial um, in helping patients and for my role as a patient advocate and helping kind of enroll them into the program and helping them understand as a kidney patient, the value and the importance of having earlier, um, having early steps and early, um, early, uh, so what I'm looking for just early preventative measures and understanding the disease with our program with cricket. Um, and so to go back to your initial question, Will's about, uh, about like, you know, how, what I've been doing, since COVID, you know, with, with, with my health and stuff with the peritoneal dialysis, you know, um, I'm with COVID, you know, I'm staying home, you know, a lot, obviously with, with being, having an immune system that's compromised, I really, you know, uh, try to limit myself around, you know, uh, crowds and, you know, indoor places right now. So I keep myself busy and uh, keep myself as safe and clean um, and, and not to be, you know, not to be out in the community as much as if I don't have to be. Right. Yeah, I'm that way, too. I know that early on wasn't really well known about what all what all COVID looked like and what the implications right. would be. Um, and unfortunately, there were some decisions that I had to make that in the moment seemed like no brainers mm -hmm. to me as far as, you know, I'm sure you've had those moments where it's, you know, do A or B. And A looks really great for your health. And you're like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do yeah. A. Um, and, and, but sometimes, and I've written about a little bit on that in the last blog, uh, blog write-up that I did, was, you know, being willing to, to stick with your gut, um, even if in, in the process, people might hate you for it or you might lose friends yeah. over it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Um, and, that's, and that's a difficult place to be. Yeah, you know? socially it can be hard too. Yes, I would agree. There's a lot of times where I think, you know, if for the safety of our, of our situations and being where we are with our immune systems and stuff, sometimes making that choice to, uh, so making that choice to have to 
um, to have to choose between your family or not your family, but just, you know, having to kind of like, know like my health or, you know, not being able to go out and be social because of, you know, of people either taking the masking seriously or the social distancing seriously. I think that, you know, having to be, you know, strong within your faith and within yourself that this is important for me, for my long-term health and know that I have to do that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that's so true. And I, I love hearing about kind of what you're doing with the um, patient advocacy group that you're working with. That's really, really cool. I like how I did not realize that um, it, it's almost like a streamlining of information. It sounds mm-hmm. like to me. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of what taught me to be an advocate for myself was going through the teen clinic program at Children's Health okay. Care of Atlanta. And when you walked in there day one, um, they were saying, you know, you need, you're going to need to know the medicines you're on. You're going to need to know the amount, what they're for. I mean, everything, but it was really, but it was really cool how they did it was, it was, it was almost a preventative health. Um, preventative health was definitely integrated into the program in a very big way. Um, to the point where, I would go to clinic once every, you'd go twice a year. So by the third or fourth visit, I had already knew all the medicines I was on, the dosage amounts, um, the side sure. effects, yep. the, the foods or things to stay Correct. away from that might interfere with that medicine. All of that um, and, and a litany of other things as well, I learned through that program. And so... And what you were talking about, I, I really love the approach that y'all are taking on the um, preventative health side because it is, it's so important, especially when it comes to kidney disease and to really any, any form of disease that could, you know, result in organ failure, but especially mm-hmm. with kidneys, uh, you know, the importance of early detection, the importance of going to get tested and taking care of yourself and all of these things that on the surface, it, you know, to you or me who we've, you know, we've, we've been living this for a little while. Um, you know, we don't really think much about it, but then when you get out into the community and you start having conversations with people, you start to realize very quickly that what is common knowledge or just standard operating procedure for you is very different than what a lot of people out there. Um, yeah, most definitely. And COVID is definitely bring that brings that, like I, I used to think, you know, before COVID, you know, with our immune systems being the way they were, it was always like, oh, you always had to wash your hands, wear gloves, because you know, if you were going into a hospital for any kind of lab work, you know, during during any process of your of your condition, if it's with kidneys or, or liver or lung or whatever disease you have, but when you walk into a when you walk into a hospital setting, you always have to be you you. I was always taught you to be mindful, always wash your hands, making because your immune system is shot that you can get sick easier and just in the last seven months with um with covid i think it's been very different i think people are 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 doing something that we have already been doing for years like you kind of just mentioned right so i think that people are already um people are so they're surprised at what we do um and surprised like oh well this is old hat for us because this is how we live normally but like when when you're having to do it when everyone's having to do it 
I think it kind of people need to take people have taken pause and like, oh, so this is what it must be like to have to live with a chronic condition, and this is what you're doing. And so, and we kind of are, we kind of are ahead of the game, maybe in some respect, right? Like maybe we, you know, we're able to make take those, right. take those steps and stuff like that, and be ahead of the game. So it's really, it's it's a great. Um, I mean, I hate that it had to happen for COVID for 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 the most of society to understand it, but I mean, we're in a position where if we can learn from this and kind of come out of this at the end and still learn to advocate for yourself, because so many people with COVID and, and, and just kind of families and stuff like that who come out of this, like with so many long-term effects, right. And side effects of, you know, having acute kidney injury, some people going into, you know, lung failure, some people going in, into the different. And, and so unfortunately we become, part of a club you don't want to be a part of you know like you're kind of forced into it you're forced into it you're forced into a into a group that you're like well okay i didn't ask for this but this is where we are right and so covid has unfortunately brought more people to our club you know than we would like (laughs) very true yeah oh that that's yeah it it has been very interesting to see how you know like you were saying a lot of the things that we've been doing for a long time and I mentioned a little bit, you know, washing your hands and wearing a mask and doing all this stuff, you know, in mm-hmm. hospitals and everything, you know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. what's new. I've, I've anyway. been doing yeah. this. I mean, I, I might, I might be outing my own family here, but, um, one time, um, I was, we had to go into a grocery store and it was just, um, one of my family members and I were out and about and, um, you know, we were, we were taking it very seriously and everything. And, we can get out every now and again, just because of kind of some of the measures that um, I was under a really strict quarantine starting out, but then just thankfully because of yeah. where I am and my health, um, I'm able to get out a little bit more, but again, I'm, I'm very blessed and I know not everyone is like that. So we were out at this, the, the grocery store and I had my mask on and my family member, you know, has this mask on and I look at him like, I don't think you have that on right. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. you have that yeah. on upside yeah. down. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, mm, pretty sure you do. And and sure enough, they goo it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you were right." And I'm exactly. like, "What do you know?" Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you know? But yeah, man, that's that's so good and so true about you know being an advocate and for you know for everything that you're doing um in in the midst of everything that you yep. have going on personally. Um, I think that that really does speak volumes about you as a person who, to be able to not only you know you've lived the life you've, you've, you've been there, you've done that, but for you to turn around and then, you know, help other people with the knowledge that you have and, you know, partner with other folks that might know a little bit more than you do, or, you know, their specialty might be in a different area. Um, So to really partner with them um, to help folks out, I I love what you're doing. You know, we can definitely talk more, um, you know, privately, or if you want to come out and get, you know, us do a highlight segment on what you're doing, you know, either way. Um, I think it's really cool what you're doing, and I'm super glad that you were able to come on the the episode and talk a little bit about that. Um, I know I learned a lot from you, and I always am. I'm always fascinated on what you're doing. Um, And so I know that, you know, we're kind of getting about the 20-minute mark here. So, But I want to give you a second just to kind of tell the the world, if you will, um, you know, your case for – why you need a kidney and maybe there's somebody out there who has it in their heart uh, oh, to be a donor. Yeah. 
um, or to donate a kidney and kind of give you um, uninterrupted, um, you know, minute or so sure. to, to yeah. make your case. So, so world, this is, uh, this is my friend, Alex, and he's going to tell you why uh, he Thanks, needs a kidney. Will. Go Thanks. for it, Alex. Thank you, everybody. So uh, I, I'll say this, you know, um, I am somebody who I'm very humbled for all those folks who uh, would be willing to, uh, would be willing to, to, to even consider wanting to test or to kind of go through the process of, of donating, you know, and testing to donate an organ for me. Um, there's a myriad of ways you can do this. Um, I'm currently listed at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, they're with their transplant center and would love um, if you are interested and wanting to donate. Um, my blood type is B, um, and I can take B and O blood. Uh, and I also um, am, would be, you know, if you can't do it directly, you know, definitely be interested in looking at the paired exchange programs uh, in your home state if you're not in Kentucky, um, where you're able to donate to somebody locally. Um, and then I'm able to get a voucher from the National Kidney Registry um, to then kind of get a kidney that way. So if you're interested in wanting to give to anybody just kind of altruistically, you know, you, if you have, if you, you find it in your, in your heart and in your, in, in your mind that you, you can do that, that'd be great as well. Um, like I said, you know, I have a young family. Um, I have a, I have two children. I have a nine-year-old daughter and, and a five-year-old son and they're, they're my world. And, I want to be there for them, uh, you know, and, and grow old with them and don't want to have to use, have dialysis as my hindrance um, and to kind of be uh, the best father I can be for them and the best, you know, partner and friend and son and uncle to my family and everyone uh, who, who I love and near and dear to my heart. So if you have it um, in your heart or your kidney to want to donate or want to test, you know, feel free to um, either, reach back out to Wills or myself um, on Facebook. You can look me up, uh, Alex Berrios. Um, I have a whip. I have a Facebook page as well. Um, find a kidney for Alex Berrios in Louisville, Kentucky. So if you want to look that up as well on Facebook, um, I'm on Twitter um, at Berrios A1234. If you want to find me on Twitter as well, those are my two social main social media uh, handles that I'm using. Um, you could also email me. Uh, at Berrios, B-E-R-R-I-O-S-A, 1234, at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to email me um, to, you know, correspond more in detail about kind of the specific steps it would be to test uh, for me, uh, that'd be great. Uh, I really appreciate you considering this. Uh, thank you again. Man, that is so powerful. Thank you for for sharing that. I hope that there's somebody out there who has it um, in their heart, or yeah. as you said, yeah. in their yep. kidney um, to, to donate. Man, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And um, I heard a little bit of your your, your crew <laughs> yeah. there in the background. Um, I, hope, I hope that they are doing well. Um, please send them my best. And, um, you know, we'll be in contact and maybe Definitely. have you on on the program okay. again sometime. Um, and t- but until then, my friend, it was great talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope you have a great, so um, great, great rest day. of the weekend. Bye bye. All right, man. Talk to you later. See ya. All right, everyone. So I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Alex as we discussed the importance of being your own advocate. 
Hopefully there was something in that interview that you can take away and apply to your own life or maybe encourage some of your family members and friends to be their own best advocate for their health. As Alex said, unfortunately, his kidney of 13 years recently went into rejection and he is back on the dialysis process. However, there is some good news. He is listed for transplant. If you have it in your heart, or as Alex said, in your kidney, to be a donor, I know he would be greatly appreciative. If you're interested in being tested, you can contact him via Facebook, on Twitter, or by calling the transplant center where he is listed in Kentucky. I know that if you were to receive a new kidney, you would be greatly appreciative at a second chance of life, not on dialysis. With that, that is the end of this episode. As always, I would challenge you all to go out and do something in your everyday life to make an impact, whether that's making an impact in your family, making an impact in your community, or making an impact in your world. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Join the Journey podcast, and we'll catch you in the next one. See ya! Yeah.